On this episode, we talk with Chris Elliott, athletic trainer at Grand Canyon University and former collegiate basketball player. Chris is the first athletic trainer that we've ever had on the show, uh, but his thoughts and perspective that he brings to this conversation really shows how you can make an impact on athletes in a variety of different ways. Throughout this episode, you will hear a lot about Chris's background as an athlete and his battle through injuries in his career. You also hear about an awesome project that he is working on with athletes ranging from the high school level up to professional athletes all over. This project, a daily devotional called Beyond the Game, has 365 entries from 365 different athletes. It is not out yet, but Chris talks so much more about this process in today's discussion and really how God has called him to write this uh, and just how it has affected him as a person and as a former athlete. Stick around after the conversation to also hear about some amazing news uh, that I am so excited to announce, and hopefully you will too. We've had a lot of requests uh, for this specific news, so I can't wait for you to check it out. But right now, let's learn more from Chris Elliott. I'm Ken Burke, and welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. Chris Elliott, thank you so much for joining me today, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. I, I really am appreciative of, of you coming on, um, you know, with your what you're doing now uh, with Beyond the Game and at GCU. Uh, definitely an inspiration to me. Uh, but first, take me take me throughout your uh, background and throughout your career thus far. You work at Grand Canyon University. Um, but yeah, take me take me throughout your background. Yeah. So I'm an athletic trainer, like you said, for Grand Canyon's uh, men's basketball team. Um, I was born and raised in Nashville, um, kind of grew up in a sports family. My dad played basketball and baseball at Vanderbilt and then coached there a couple of years later. And then brother played in college. My, you know, my both older brothers played in high school. So I just grew up um, playing basketball. And so um, I grew up in a Christian home and um, was lucky enough to get a scholarship to play at a Division II school, Trevecca uh, University in Nashville. And um, played there in college from 2012 to 2016. Um, got had a little bit of a, a rough college career with injuries and stuff, and so um, kind of uh, throughout that process, uh, developed a good relationship with my athletic trainer, and he kind of steered me in the way of athletic training because I knew I wanted to stay in sports. Um, and so I uh, graduated, got accepted to get my master's at Stephen F. Austin. Uh, out in Texas. So I was there from 2016 to 2018. Um, and then as soon as I graduated from there, I got hired full time uh, by their men's basketball team um, to be their athletic trainer. So I got to work with them for three years um, and then uh, had a good opportunity to re- uh, reunite with my former athletic trainer from college at IMG Academy. Um, so I was offered a job there. So uh, my wife and I moved from Texas to Florida and loved it at IMG for about a year. And then uh, Coach uh, Coach Drew, somebody I've really respected in college basketball, he kind of cold called me out of nowhere um, after about a year being at IMG and offered me a job to come here. And uh, my wife and I prayed about and kind of felt like this is where the Lord is directing us. And so I uh, just finished my first year here. We're obviously just starting our uh, – October is the start of college basketball season again, so we're starting our second season, so ramping up right now. So that's kind of the the uh, shortened version of how I got here. 
Yeah. Yeah. And more importantly, you and your wife are expecting, uh, which is a yes. huge, huge thing. Uh, congratulations again. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Thank you uh, for that explanation and just, you know, going throughout your background. I know for myself, I grew up in church. I was always surrounded by Christ, uh, but that really didn't um, sink in with me. It, I didn't really take it seriously until about college. When did that, when did that, you know, really start to take hold of your life and how, you know, how you viewed everything from your relationships to sports to whatever it may be? I would say the same college, really between my junior and senior years when it really hit home for me. Like Kind of like you, I grew up in a Christian family. I had really, really good parents. Um lucky to kind of say all my I got two brothers and two sisters and they're all walking with Christ right now and so I had really good examples set before me and um but kind of growing up um my version of Christianity is probably more legalistic of um you know I I was checking off the list of doing all the right things I wasn't doing you know any of the bad stuff you know and um and kind of felt like that was really, you know, if I read my Bible, if I you know, didn't drink, if I wasn't doing drugs, if I, you know, uh, was treating people well, you know, that meant I was a good person, good Christian. And so, um, and then really kind of through the season of college where um, as I got better in sports in high school and started getting uh, looked at by different schools and uh, offers and all that stuff, you know, basketball became a huge part of my identity. And so, um, the version of Christianity just kind of was like, oh, if you keep being a good Christian, then he's going to bless you and you're going to be a really good basketball player. And um, so by the time I got to got to college, you know, basketball was a much bigger, you know, version of my identity than my relationship with Christ was. And I kind of tell people I wore God like I wore a suit, you know, you only bring them out on special occasions. And so uh, celebration or times of mourning and you need help. And so that's kind of how, uh, my relationship with God was, and then I started, got a bad injury my sophomore year and then, uh, had several, um, so yeah, I had a high ankle sprain my sophomore year, um, lost a lot of time from that. Um, my junior year, I ruptured a disc in my back and fractured a vertebrae and played through that, uh, barely hanging on by a, a string. And then uh, a couple weeks later broke my foot in a game, um, and then, uh, so got taken out of basketball for an extended period of time with that. And, you know, when you're sitting on the sidelines and your identities in basketball and that get taken away, there's a hole there. And so, um, kind of through that process or really kind of got put in a bad place mentally and spiritually and a lot of depression. And, um, and so, uh, and it, it was a good wake up call and that like, Hey, like, you know, when basketball gets taken away from you, your life is kind of fall off the tracks. And instead of that doing something to me positively, it's more like, you know, God, like, why are you letting this happen? Like, you know, and it kind of translated more towards anger. So I worked really hard to come back from the foot injury. Um, and then, uh, about, a, I got to, uh, come back from that it was, you know, back in the starting lineup playing pretty well. Um, and then, uh, in practice, went up for a rebound and got hit, uh, in the air by a teammate, um, kind of accidentally this freak thing and ended up fracturing my skull in two different places. (laughs) And, uh, so that, that put me out for the season. Um, and, uh, kind of at that point, like that was, you know, 
my grades started to suffer, my relationship with family and friends, you know, I just, I was kind of a shell of myself just because I totally lost who I was and lost my, where I thought my identity was. And, um, and funny thing was when I was, um, coming back from one of those injuries, I wasn't able to travel with the team. And so I was stuck at home. Um, and I was leaving our gym, uh, on like a Friday afternoon and two guys from athletes in action were walking in and, um, they were on their way to a Vanderbilt basketball game, but they wanted to stop by. And, um, I had no idea who they were, that they were even coming. And I was walking out of the gym and they said like, Hey, are you Chris? I was like, yeah, like I'd never seen these guys before. They're like, Hey, we heard you're injured. Uh, you're still here. Like we wanted to come by and talk to you. Like, have you ever thought about going on a tour with athletes in action? And, uh, and so they kind of started developing a relationship. They're like, Hey, we think this would be really cool. Uh, thing for you to do this summer and I was like yeah you know it's more basketball it sounds fun <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. and uh and so um I ended up getting um getting selected to go um once I kind of recovered and healed from that skull injury I was able to go back to playing basketball and I was able to uh, travel with them to New Zealand uh for about a month and play there and um I thought I was just you know we we're gonna go you know kind of do a mission trip, but just play basketball, be with other guys, like all that stuff. And, um, and I didn't realize how much athletes in action, how much they disciple the athletes on the trip. And that was totally life-changing for me. And like one of the very first lessons that um, they kind of sat us down and talked through is like the audience of one. And one of the things they taught us is like when a good thing in your life becomes a God thing, it, uh, it becomes a bad thing. And so that really clicked for me. It's like, man, like God gave me a huge gift in basketball and I turned it into, you know, God itself. And, um, and then it, you know, it became this you know, harmful relationship. And so, um, just the idea of playing for an audience of one and competing for an audience one and all, like, obviously knowing that, you know, back to the checklist Christianity thing, like, um, it doesn't matter, you know, we can't earn more of God's love. You know, you can't earn your way to heaven. That just took a huge burden off me. And so going into my senior year, um, it was just a totally different relationship with the Lord. It was a totally different, you know, view on basketball. I was able to play much more free. Um, unfortunately, started that year with another back injury <laughs> and then finished the year with a torn ACL. So uh, oh. the – the health side of things didn't improve, but, uh, where I was spiritually, where I was, you know, maturity wise and looking back on it, you know, I tell people all the time, had I not gone through that summer with athletes in action, I was in such a bad place at the end of my junior year because of the injuries and had nothing changed. Like I can't tell you where, you know, where I would have been my senior year. Cause I missed, you know, several weeks at the start of the season. And then, the first game of our conference tournament, I tear my ACL and I'm watching, you know, watching us play in the conference championship from the bench on crutches. And so, um, but because of that kind of renewed outlook on my relationship with the Lord, there was a peace kind of through that process of like, man, this sucks, but I know that God's got a, God's got a really good plan for why I'm going through this. And so looking back on it now, um, I met my wife at physical therapy, you know, I became, <laughs> I became an athletic trainer, um, all because of kind of those last two years of college. So, um, would not have changed anything. Wow. So that's a lot. Sorry. <laughs> a crazy. No, that's a crazy story. That is, I mean, 
First of all, uh, the, the first point I want to touch on, I mean, you had to be, have been in the, uh, athletic trainers like every other day. How impactful was your athletic trainer? I know you mentioned him a little bit. How impactful was he not only on your career, but just on, you know, your relationship with God as well? He was somebody, I was, we were really blessed. We had four athletic trainers at Treveca, um, who were all Christians and who were, who all were very, you know, mature in their faith and very wise. And so, um, it didn't matter if I was with Jared, my athletic trainer, or, you know, Ben or Steph, the other two. And, um, I was getting, you know, poured into spiritually by them. And so it's, it's a huge blessing as an athlete when you're injured to be able to go in the training room and you're, you know, obviously nobody wants to be in that situation in the first place, but to have people there that are caring for you both spiritually, um, as well as physically is huge. And I remember kind of a defining point, um, along that same time was Jared, my athletic trainer. He was, um, he kind of saw that I was struggling and I was in his office and he kind of was like, dude, I'm going to be real with you. He's like, you, um, you don't really have much direction in life right now. Mm. And I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> like, and he was like, he's like, no, he's like, I mean, you're seeing where not having basketball does to you. And he was like, whether you're successful or not, basketball is going to be taken away from you eventually. So then what's left? I was like, ah, you know, you're right. And so, um, and so we just kind of talking through that conversation. Um, he was like, given your experiences and um, everything, he's like, I think you would be, you'd make a really good athletic trainer. Um, and one, having somebody see, you know, leadership qualities and potential in a field that, you know, you don't necessarily see yourself at that time is like really, really important. And so here, being able to hear that from, at a time in my life where I kind of felt like everything I was failing at, you know, and being able to hear like, Hey man, I think you'd be really good in this. And, um, and so that was kind of all I needed to like, all right, like, you know, I trusted him. And so, um, kind of, uh, we're just like, I'll, you know, follow this path as long as it'll take me or until I decide like, no, this ain't for me. And the more I went down that path, the more it fit me and the more I kind of fell in love with it. And so, um, but going back to like the impact is like, and it's the reason I really, you know, liked getting into athletic training was Jared was in a situation where he was able to, um, where he was able to impact my life, you know, help, helping me get back, you know, both physically healthy, but also helping my spiritual health and my relationship with the Lord as well. And having somebody and a staff and, you know, an individual that's able to do both with you at the same time when, you know, you're at a really low point in life. Um, it just, it was a huge blessing to me. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting how God like uses injuries to test us, but also to like essentially change the trajectory trajectory of our lives. Because I mean, without those injuries, you probably wouldn't have been on this career path even, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. I was, I had the opportunity to play, you know, uh, a couple of places overseas and, um, and, you know, looking back, you know, you're like, oh, that would have been fun. But I have no doubt my life would have been totally different and probably not in a healthy, <laughs> healthy place at all. And so uh, as tough as it was in the time, I mean, it was like it's weird looking, telling my story. And when I tell people now, like just how unlucky it was in a sense, um, one, it could have been way worse. But then, two, it's like looking back, just almost saying like, man, I was so lucky I went through that because, you know, this, God's kind of shaped shape my life to where I am right now. And, um, it's, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. 
Yeah, and you come in contact with athletes all of the time now. How how have you used your experiences to, to you know preach to them to disciple them? I've been lucky to what I've you know been able to kind of accomplish and you know being an athlete and there's not very many athletic trainers who have the experience of being able to play you know college basketball um, and then you know have the injury record that I had so. I've had, you know, shoulder surgeries and several knee surgeries and, you know, can cut. I mean, I've pretty much most of the major surgeries or major injuries I've had it and I've come back from it. And so um, I think like not only am I able to be kind of sympathetic, but I'm able to be empathetic because of my own experience and um, understanding the mental psyche that goes through athletes when they're injured. Um, the depression that comes with it, the anxiety, kind of the nervousness. And, um, and I mean, I, I see it, you know, I'm going through guys right now that are coming back from surgery and, you know, you, you understand like what they look like when they're having a good day, when they walk in the room and you're able to kind of recognize as soon as they walk in, like, oh man, this is, they're struggling today. And so just being able to one, I think like, not jump at like, oh, here's here's how I can fix this, like right now, right now, right now, you know, but just being able to like, hey, they just need to talk through this. And, you know, if they ask for advice, um, you know, I try to not everybody, you know, not every athlete I'm in contact are believers. Um, and so, you know, some of the worst thing I can do at times is like when they're struggling mentally with an injury is be like, well, you need Jesus, you know, and it's going to fit, you know. Right. And so, but being able to understand like, you know, I can, I try to direct conversations, you know, different ways to see if, you know, they're open to talking about that. Um, and then the athletes that I do know, you know, are believers, you know, I'm able to be a little bit more direct with them where, you know, just if I'm, you know, doing manual therapy, I was like, Hey man, like, where are you spiritually with this? How, you know, has God showed you anything through this process? Um, and just being able to ask questions like that, you know, not really looking for a specific answer, but just opening the door for them, just be able to like, one to say like, man, yeah, like he showed me this or like, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know why. You right. know? It's just, I mean, it's, it can be therapeutic. And so I'm not perfect at, you know, at that at all. But I think just understanding like my experience, I think it's, it's given me a good angle at, um, you know, knowing when to bring up those conversations and knowing when to just kind of let them, let them talk. And if they ask me a question, I'm able to be honest with them, but um, just kind of being, being there for them. I'm going through that time. Yeah. Do they teach you in school? Like sometimes you have to be a, like a mental coach or a therapist sometimes. They no, we, uh, we took like sports psychology and okay. so it wasn't like an in-depth, it wasn't super in-depth. Like there's like a couple chapters on, on like the psychology of coming back from injuries and stuff. And to be honest, I couldn't tell you a single thing I learned from that. <laughs> Literally, my experience is just like, I mean, so I had a guy, um, he's coming back from a shoulder surgery right now. And at the beginning of the summer, he was going into it. And before the surgery, I had this conversation with him of just like, it was his first like major surgery. And I would not wish shoulder surgery on my worst enemy. I mean, it is, I, I had a, I would go through ACL rehab a hundred times again before I go through another surgery on my shoulder. It's brutal. And, um, and so I was just kind of telling him like, Hey, like it's gonna, it's gonna suck. And you're going to have days where we have a really good relationship right now. You're going to have days where you can't stand me because <laughs> I'm causing a lot of pain and I'm pushing you and all that stuff. 
And, um, but I'm able to, you know, I think people who don't go through that process themselves, um, they can tend to be just like, oh, we need, you know, like your sword, push through it, push through it. And they don't realize, you know, sometimes they just need like, hey man, how are you doing? Let's just, you know, let's have a light day for you. Let you recover mentally. Let you, you know, you're struggling really bad mentally right now. So I don't really need to push you physically a whole lot. No, like obviously there's days where you do kind of have to be, you know, hey, dude, we really got to get through this. But if that's all you're doing, you're just physically and mentally going to wear them into the ground. And so a lot of my experiences um, and how I'm able to rehab and treat guys, it really doesn't come from a book. It's really kind of just come from my experiences as, as an athlete and what I saw, you know, myself go through and what I saw teammates go through. Um, so I'm not to, you know, it's, I've just been really blessed to be able to kind of have those experiences to be able to kind of carry that into my career. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, your, your hands-on experience of facing all of those injuries is, I mean, it's helping you now. I mean, it's really, you, you really see now how God is using that. Uh, but Chris, the big thing that I wanted to talk to you about today is your devotional that you're writing with athletes, by athletes, for athletes, you know, all of the athletes. Um, talk to me a little bit through about that, you know, when, why, and how did you come up with this idea for this devotional called Beyond the Game? Yeah, so it um, it came uh, when I was at Stephen F. Austin in 2020. Um, it was literally right when the pandemic pretty much hit, and uh, you know we were we were in postseason. We we're about to go to the NCAA tournament, and uh, got sent home, obviously, like everybody else. And for the first time, like you know, really since you know shoot middle school, I wasn't doing anything in the spring with basketball, and. Uh, and so I was able to um, just be at home and be quiet and, you know, reconnect with Molly, my wife, and um, just kind of be still. And kind of during that time, um, this idea kind of popped in my head to do a, about like an athlete devotional. Um, and I'm not a writer at all. <laughs> and um, and so it was kind of like this idea was forming in my head. I was like, man, this is a really cool idea for somebody else to do that, you know, yeah. is much more qualified. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I mean, over several weeks, I really couldn't shake the idea. And uh, so I just started to pray about it and started to kind of think, I was like, all right, if I were to do it, you know, what would it look like? And then um, one night at dinner, I kind of threw the idea to my wife and I was just like, hey, you know, what do you think? I feel like the Lord's kind of put this idea in my head. Like, what do you think? And she was just like, yeah, like, why wouldn't you do it? What are you waiting for? And uh, kind of gave me the extra nudge that I needed to, to pursue it. And so as I was praying through it, though, one of the things I felt like um, looking back on my experiences, it was just like, I was struggling. I was too prideful, you know, as an athlete to ask for help or to tell anybody I was struggling. I was like, man, how like important, or how big of an impact it would have had if I would have known like somebody else. Cause I think when athletes are going through depression or going through struggles, um, because I mean, I was like, I'm going to a division two school. That's like half the size of most like local high schools, you know? And so I was like, it's not pressure. What like guys at university of Tennessee or Texas are feeling like, why am I, you know, why am I feeling this? And, you know, so then you get like embarrassed. And so I was, I was just thinking, it was like, how can we incorporate, you know, how can a middle school kid read this book and relate to, you know, a major league baseball pitcher? Then they have the exact same struggles, even though they're, you know, worlds apart. 
And um, so the idea as I prayed through it was just kind of like doing a 365 day devotional and get 365 different current and former college and professional athletes um, to write one devotional for one of the days out of the year. And so I wrote one myself and then just kind of called, you know, probably 10, 15 close friends and family members um, and kind of pitched the idea to them and see, you know, what they thought. And they liked it and they agreed to write one. And then I had them refer me on to people that I didn't really know that were in their circle outside of my circle. And um, so they kind of, they would just literally send me a list of names and numbers and I would like cold call (laughs) these athletes and be like, Hey, this is my name. This is what I'm doing. Are you interested? And so just kind of through that networking, it like, I mean, it was about a two to three year process, but just kind of built and built and grew um, to where we got 365 different athletes, literally from, you know, we got NFL Super Bowl champion, Major League Baseball pitcher of the year, all the way down to junior college, freshman, you know, division two, three athletes, and then everybody in between, uh, male, female, different sports, all that. And so, um, so just with the idea being, you know, a, a kid in middle school can, um, can read a devotional from R.A. Dickey, you know, who's a Cy Young Award winner and um be like man like i'm struggling with the same thing that he's struggling with and then the next day be able to read like this division two athlete you know oh wait like all three of us have the same thing we're going through and just being able to build up a community and being able to hopefully you know the lord lord can use that to speak to to other athletes who just need encouragement because you know college athletics is college athletics professional high school it's hard you know it's hard enough just as it is, but then it's hard being a, a Christian in that setting. And so just being able to take from, you know, 364 other um, other athletes and their experiences and what the Lord's shown them and use that as encouragement, um, that was kind of the whole heart and idea behind the product, uh, behind the project. And so um, I really mean like it, it, it really doesn't feel like my project at all. It really feels like this is a hundred percent the Lord's thing. And I'm just the the instrument that he kind of used to get the ball rolling on it. And so um, right now it's getting reviewed by the, the transcripts getting reviewed by a couple of different people for publishing. And then um, the idea is once it is published, a hundred percent of the, the proceeds will go to a Christian organization or charity. Um, and so just hopefully the Lord can use that somehow to, um, speak to others. Yeah. I, I really relate to you when you said like you, you didn't really feel like you did it. You feel like God did it and you're just kind of in, in, an instrument. I feel like the same way with this podcast. I feel like I have, I've done it for three years and I have done nothing, uh, to do. I have nothing to do with any of this like at all. And it's, you know, when God's really doing something in you, you, you feel like that. And I, I think that, um, that's so awesome that you're doing it for athletes. But why why did you call it Beyond the Game? Because I feel like there's so many implications there that you could that you can come up with. Why why that name? I wanted uh I wanted the book to to be something where um athletes could read it and apply it specifically to what they're doing right now in their sport, but then also being able to like read deeper into it cuz looking at my experience, um like I said like in that time like I needed to just get through the, you know, learn how to like manage college athletics, manage injuries and all that stuff. And it wasn't until, you know, years later now that I look back and see like, man, like 
what I learned coming back from that knee injury, like I'm applying it to my life right now, you know? And, um, and so being able to have a devotional where you can apply it to like literally to what you're going through that week as an athlete, but then also beyond that and beyond your sport, being able to still, um, apply what you're reading to, to the rest of your life beyond sports. And so, I mean, I was, I, I mean, it was lucky for me cause I'm, getting all these devotionals back from people and I'm reading through it and it did two things. Like one, I could, I mean, it, a 99% of them, like immediately triggered something in me where like, Oh my gosh, I remember a moment in college where I felt this exact same thing. Mm. Um, but then it was also like, none of it was, you know, outdated, you know, it was what the Lord's showing you then, like you're nobody's perfect. So probably still showing you, you're walking through it with you right now. And so I was able to read these devotionals from people and one, like look back to like, Oh man, this is super relevant to me when I was in college. But then also like, yeah, and God's still showing this to me right now. And so, um, so that's kind of where the idea behind the, the name came up with was in the, I mean, even down to the cover, there's a, the cover of the book, like, and you can see it on our Instagram page. It's, there's two spotlights that are highlighting the game and then beyond is kind of like back in the, the fog behind it. And I feel like that's kind of how we feel as athletes is there's a, all we can see is what's the spotlight on us right now. And like, what's in that, you know, ring light in front of us um, where most of life is way, way past that. And that's, you know, where we're really kind of the best part of life is. Um, And so um, that's kind of the idea behind kind of what, where the name came from. Have you seen a central theme or a central message that a lot of the athletes really try to convey in their, their devotionals? Yeah. Um, I mean, identity is a big one. Um, obviously, I mean, that's the one I wrote on, I bet. I mean, the highest percentage is on, um, is on identity, but what I like about it is it's each athlete chose a different scripture verse to talk about identity and each athlete, you know, has a very different story. Like nobody had the same, story that I had, you know? And so, um, so it's, it's extremely diverse. So, I mean, um, whether athlete, you know, whether it was, you know, identity, whether somebody struggled with identity and it was taken away from injuries like me, or, you know, it was in the classroom or something else, like, um, people wrote on, on different stuff like that. There's a lot of, um, what I really appreciated was a lot of uh, female athletes in particular got very vulnerable with body image and eating and stuff like that. Um, Which is, which was cool to me because that's something that reinforced like, man, this is why I didn't write it and why I couldn't write it. Cause that wasn't a big struggle for me, obviously, you know, so I couldn't relate, you know, if there's a high school female or, or male that's struggling with, body image and you know that's something i can write on because i didn't you know that wasn't a particular struggle of mine um but i was so thankful that there were other athletes so many other athletes that were vulnerable enough and allowed the lord to kind of speak through them to to write on that um and then you know what i liked also is just some of it was just being a good teammate like just you know if you're not playing there's still a huge huge you know um position on the team for you and um still the impact that you're able to have um and so and those are some of the big ones that jump out but it's not what i love about it is i mean it's not repetitive like i said like if 
20 different people ride on the same thing. They're all coming from different stories and different backgrounds. And the Lord kind of showed them with something a little bit, you know, different, unique to their story. That's, I think it's going to be able to speak to a, a, a huge audience. Yeah. And I love that you're writing for all levels of sport too, because I mean, if I was a middle schooler reading that, that would have, uh, it would have helped me so much because I had so much issues with, you know, uh, anxiety, identity mm-hmm. issues and so much more uh, growing up. So, you know, having that so soon or early on in life would have helped me so much uh, as I'm sure it will for a lot of people. But Chris, why, or I should say, how can athletes remind themselves that they play for a higher purpose and they play for beyond the game? Um, and you know, wh- with your experience, what, what was your opinion beyond that? I mean, I think kind of a little bit what I touched on earlier, just understanding like the whole audience of one thing. And I think like, you play for different, like I remember in middle school, like my parents were awesome. Like they, not everybody has the same experience, but my parents were, I could never hear them yelling at me from the stands. I could never, you know, I didn't get, I wasn't a worry about getting in the car after the game um, because of what my dad or mom would say to me or anything like that. But it was still like, I remember in middle school, like the biggest pressure I had was like, oh, like I got to impress my parents or like are my parents disappointed in me right now? And then high school, it was like, what coach am I impressing right now? Am I playing good enough to get into college? And then, you know, college, it's like, I feel like it's, you know, one, am I playing in pros? Am I doing enough? Can I be all, all conference? Am I, can I be player of the week? You know, stuff like that. Um, and it's just this, this like just cycle of um, almost a treadmill of, just trying to um, give yourself, you know, purpose and give yourself um, clout that, you know, ultimately doesn't really mean a whole lot. And so if that's all you're, you know, that's where I kind of fell, fell into in college was that's all I was chasing was um, these tangible um, rewards and stuff like that. Um, and then when that was like, impossible for me because I wasn't playing and I was like man then now what and that's when my life just kind of tanked and so going back to your question of like why is it important understanding you know competing for Christ and you know that there's more um than the game in front of you it's it's because of I think we as humans need to understand that if all you know if all we're doing is you know competing for treasures here on earth, like, you know, like the Bible says, like all that's going to be taken. It doesn't matter how successful you are. All that's going to be taken away from you. Eventually they're going to forget about, you know, they're going to forget about you. They're going to forget about your records, like all that stuff. And so if that, and all of that has a stop sign, all that has an end. And so when you get to that stop sign, then you're left, you're lost and you're kind of like, now what? But being able to understand like competing for something higher, um, it gives you, um, it gives you much more hope uh, when you don't, you know, maybe you do achieve all that and that's awesome, but you understand that there's still more to life than, you know, your identity isn't in your achievements. Or if you're not able to achieve what you set out to, you know, it's not the end of your life because, um, again, you know, your relationship with Christ is eternal and goes beyond all that. And, um, and so I think that's the biggest thing is just like the hope that it, is that it brings you the comfort that it brings you the peace that it brings you um understanding that uh thank goodness that you know our our eternity isn't based on our performance as athletes but it's you know what the lord's already done for us and just being able to accept that 
Yeah, I've always wanted to ask a really successful professional athlete that is not a Christian, like what, like what do you, what do you feel now after you retire? You know, Tom Brady's the Derek Jeter's of the world. How do you feel now that you can't compete to that highest level and be successful, and you don't have a you don't have a stake in the game anymore? You know what I mean? That's a. Have you seen the sixty uh, sixty minutes interview of Tom Brady? When he was still playing, yeah, that was after like third Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, after right? the third Super Bowl, and he's like, "I still there's got to like, like there's got to be more, right?" Like he's yeah. asking the interviewer, and I mean, I think that's if I show athletes one video, it's always that one because I think that that sums it up. It's like, I mean, he's got the model wife, he's got three Super Bowls, he's one of the highest paid athletes in the world, and he's left there kind of with his arm, like hands up, like, wait, like what? There's got to be there's gotta be more to life. And like, really the only, the only thing more, the only other answer is Jesus. And so, I mean, that, I think that one, that video, the first time I saw it, like that kind of blew me back a little bit of like, man, like somebody who as the world would look at it, like, Oh, he's got everything. Like you can just tell how still how empty, how empty he is. And um, going back to kind of your question, it's like, that's, that's why, you know, you know, competing for something higher is as an athlete, that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you'd ask Brady now, like what would his answer, I'm sure his answer would still be the same because he's still trying to, you know, he's, he's still may, might come back, who knows, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's crazy how, how that interview goes. But, uh, Chris, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. I just want to ask you real quick, how and when can people get their hands on this devotional? It's a great question. Still trying to figure out, <laughs> still trying to figure that out myself. But um, they can. Uh, so hopefully, in the next, I would love for it to be ready by Christmas, so you can gift that to loved ones. Um, that's my prayer for it. Uh, whether I have to kind of publish it myself or somebody else is able to do it for us. Um, but uh, we post updates on our social media, so we'll um instagram it's beyond the game 365 um and we can, we'll, we we kind of keep people up to date with that um in the meantime we post little highlights of our athletes so you can see kind of who all is involved with it and um little excerpts from their devotional kind of highlights um, so you kind of can see what to expect out of the book um but that's my prayer is to have it had it have it done by december we'll kind of see it's been a process like i one thing I've learned about this is I have a whole new respect for authors and people who commit the careers to writing and publishing books because it is not fun. So um, I'm lucky, lucky that I got to go through this process, but I'll definitely be happy when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But yeah, I'll definitely, uh, definitely share that when it comes out. And I, I'm sure a lot of people will. And I, I, I'm, it's going to be a great resource. And I can't wait to read it. Uh, but Chris, thank you so much for coming on today. What you're doing at GCU and with Beyond the Game is is really inspirational for me. Uh, and I just thank you a lot for taking the time today. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was awesome. Uh, love your love your platform, and I'll continue to pray for what the Lord's able to do uh, through this through this podcast. So this this was awesome. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Well, I know all of you have been chomping at the bit to hear this exciting announcement, but podcast merch is now available. We have teamed up with Unscripted Collective. Uh, some of you may remember Aaron that has come on the show in the past. And we, we teamed up to bring uh, this merch to life. And I cannot say how thrilled I am uh, to have all of these things. I mean, we have notebooks, shirts, hats, 
cups and i would just be so honored if you went and checked some of that out from every sale that we get half of that money is going to go to christian sports organizations that are making a difference for christ in the world of sports we have all sizes and colors available so please go check that out and get some with the link in the description you can use discount code cfc20 to get 20 percent off of your order today But for now, please make sure to subscribe to the show and share this episode. It means so much to us. If you don't get anything else from this episode, just remember this. It's the best news I could ever give you. Jesus loves you, and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you all next time.